You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe well good <clears throat> good morning everybody it is 802 10 20 not 2020 because that's another story for another day. It's 10.20. It's uh, October 20th, 8.02. Lots of twos. <clears throat> Lots of zeros. I'm getting a little <clears throat> verklempt. I'm going to try. But <clears throat> Man, it always happens. It catches me exactly at the worst time. So, it is No Agenda Friday. It is a day when there is no agenda. I try and be, I'm quite literal actually. And uh, it's an opportunity for you to tell me uh, what you want me to discuss. I'll discuss anything you want. I'm going to try a few little things. So here's what I learned. What I learned, first of all, is that, and this is so stupid, is that when you do a LinkedIn live event, uh, it's not saved. So you go back and you look at the event and Guess what? Unfortunately, there is no audio to listen to. Um, and, and, and just to give you an example, okay, just to give you an example, um, the post from yesterday's uh, live read in the Collective Cafe, that post has had, according to my LinkedIn, um, 477 impressions. What's the point? I don't know what the point is. Um, I guess there were about 14 people attended. Um, but now 400, I, I mean, I suppose what I need to do, you know, everything's about learning, is I need to make sure that when I create the event, I say, if you would like to hear, and, and, and I, suppose, I suppose I can do that, right? I can just, let's see if I can uh, edit post. There we go. And uh, live book read Thursday today. So, yeah, so I guess what I have to do, so here's my learning immediately. Learning is um, if you are discovering this after the fact, the audio version is available um, by subscribing to the podcast. And if you'd like to listen live, just look for more of these events. So it's not, 
you know, initially I was thinking, I was thinking, what's the point of doing LinkedIn Live, um, because or LinkedIn Audio Live because the audio is gone, and and I still think it's a little pointless, um, but you know, there is this great opportunity now to go back and re um, edit the post and actually say, in fact, you know, there's show notes as well. These are all the things we discussed. So a little bit of, um, it's not FOMO, but it's POMO, <laughs> post, uh, or posts, post FOMO. It's PFOMO. <laughs> okay, we've got a name for today. It's PFOMO, uh, the post fear of missing out. I love it. I always try and think of a creative name uh, or sometimes a stupid name for the, for the, the actual episode. And today's one I'm just going to write is PFOMO which is post-fear of missing out uh, or fear of missed out. I don't know. You know what I mean. Um, well, I hope you're well. It's Friday. It's a, a rainy Friday. Uh, I've had a long week, a good week, um, two coaching sessions uh, in EOS land, um, a vision building day one and a focus day and a 90-minute meeting in one week, which is a lot and uh, and I have to tell you, I was just absolutely exhausted. Now, uh, Praxim saying, "Is there no Discord uh, audio today?" No, there is. So, so this is interesting. Why can he? Why can they? I mean, I can see. I can see a little. Um, I'm looking on on Discord uh, on my app. So here's what I did today. I'm like all over the show. Um, I'm I'm I launched Discord on my phone. I launched. I launched Discord on my phone. I launched LinkedIn on my phone, and I'm still trying to see if I can actually get um, everything to to work. But it seems maybe it's possible that it's not working. So I've invited Christopher and uh, Praxim up uh, there in our Discord, and let's see if they accept and let's see if they can hear me. I hate the fact that we always spend about five minutes just trying to work out: is this thing on? Tap tap tap. Is this working? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, it's a little frustrating. The price of innovation ultimately is such that we, you know, that we actually end up unfortunately sometimes, oh my goodness, Daniel Gutierrez is listening in on LinkedIn. Daniel, this is still to my, to this day, one of my favorite, favorite episodes and interviews. Hello, Praxim. Good morning. I don't have any audio from you. Joseph. So you still can't hear me. I can hear you though. Oh, this is so frustrating. Um, I have no idea why. Um, but I was just going to say, all right, let me see if I can try and figure this out. I don't know. I, I actually cannot figure this out. It's super frustrating for me um, that people in, in, in Discord can't hear me. And all I'm trying to do is just reach a slightly larger audience. So here's what we're going to do. If you are in LinkedIn, um, in fact, I don't even know what to do. Wait, I'm going to try one more thing. I'm actually going to Discord now and I'm going to switch. Uh, can you hear me now, Praxim? Oh, no, it says mute. Hang on. Um, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Good morning. Okay, so here's what we've done, everyone. I've now gone into, so Discord is open on my computer. LinkedIn is open on my phone. I'm assuming if you're in LinkedIn or on Discord, you can hear me now. The question will come down to whether people in LinkedIn can hear people on Discord and whether people on Discord can hear LinkedIn. There's no way to tell except to invite people uh, or for people to request to come up in LinkedIn. Anyway, um, let me tell you the story of Daniel Gutierrez. Uh, Daniel has, there's two clips that I will never, ever forget for the rest of my life. Um, and I, I've almost started talking like him. So actually, Daniel came on my show. Um, it was in 2020. I think it was June or July. It was like deep, deep, deep in the heart of COVID. And um, he had, you know, it was like two minutes from showtime and there was no Daniel. I think he was in the back of a cab because he was on central time. Um, he lives in Peru. And um, somehow he managed to, he was on his way. He got in. I started the show. Um, I saw him actually pop into the studio after about eight or nine minutes. 
those days I would bring my guest on after about 14 or 15 minutes and um, and everything worked out. And if you were watching, you didn't even realize the panic, the pandemonium, the fact that, you know, Daniel had uh, either I messed up on the time or he did, but either way, you know, Central versus Eastern time. And, you know, there was a, there was a huge lesson. I don't know if it was the first time it happened, but the lesson sometimes is sometimes you just got to go with the flow. Just got to go with the flow. Things are just going to sort themselves out. Things are just going to work themselves out. In, in, in my case, I had two options. I could have not started the show. I could have completely aborted the show. Or um, I could have, um, in this particular case, just allowed the process to, to work out and solve itself. You know, by me not stressing, by me just just trusting the process or just, you know, or, or just having a little bit of faith, it all worked out. So Daniel came up with two uh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful clips, um, which I use to this day. So one, he says, there was a time he was uh, giving a talk to Mercedes-Benz, to all the executives at, at Mercedes. And, um, and the way he tells the story, he says, um, I'm driving up to campus and I saw this beautiful yellow tree, this big yellow tree. And he gets in and he says to all these executives, um, what is the most beautiful thing you saw on your way to campus today? Not one of them saw the beautiful, the big, beautiful yellow tree because none of them were paying attention. They were all just too focused on their agendas and their day-to-day. They were all just looking straight ahead of them and not around them, not taking a moment to smell, you know, the flowers, to see the beauty of what was out there. Um, I remember the story so well. The other story he says is, um, I forget the, the client. I don't know if you mentioned the client, but he said he's talking to a CEO and uh, he says, um, do you know what the CEO um, asked me? He said, he didn't ask me how to be more profitable. He's got a CFO for that. He didn't ask me, you know, how to um, attract and retain more people. He's got a chief people officer or an HR person for that. He kind of went down this thing. He didn't ask me um, how to create a better branding and awareness. He's got a marketing person for that. Do you know what he asked me? He asked me, how do I become a better man? And my response to him was, when's the last time you laughed? When's the last time you danced? When's the last time you flew a kite? At that point, I turned around to him and I said to Daniel, I said, I want to dance with you right now. And we both laughed. So that was Daniel Gutierrez. You know, I've had almost 600 guests on my show and this is just one that I remember. And I love the fact that he just happened to jump into LinkedIn um, today. So it's good to have you with me, uh, Daniel, and I hope you are well. Uh, It is still on my bucket list uh, to come down to Peru. Um, And you can be damn sure uh, that when I do, I'm coming to see you. Um, Also, Daniel, I'm not announcing this... um, I'm not announcing this at all, you know, publicly just because I've been too busy and I'm just not ready for it. But if you go to, uh, I'm putting, I'm, I will put it into the, into the comments in LinkedIn. If you go to foreverchanged.life, foreverchanged.life, uh, my new book, um, I kind of rushed the publishing of it because I'm heading down to South Africa soon in about a week or so. And I'm going to be presenting at an event honoring my late mother and so I wanted to, um, I wanted this book to be ready. And uh, it's just the most beautiful, beautiful book. Forever changed how global pandemic changed my direction, my purpose, and my life. And uh, it's available Kindle, paperback, hardcover. Now, I ironically, I've done very, I've done several versions of audio, but I haven't done the official audio book yet. Uh, but I'll do that soon. Um, and um, it is without question the best, um, my best work. Uh, it's not a business book. It's a book about life. It's a book about the formula, amor, veritas, and vigor. Love what you do. Be true to yourself and stay the course. And talks about COVID. Talks about what I call the trifecta of trauma, um, which was COVID, 
uh, open heart surgery in 2021 and then losing my mom. And, um, you know, in this, the pursuit of happiness, uh, the question of questions, which is how do we achieve, can we achieve, and how do we achieve everlasting uh, fulfillment and love and happiness? Uh, Praxim, and I think you came off. Um, have it. Um, it's possible the people in LinkedIn won't hear you, but let's give it a try. What's on your mind? Oh, just uh, trying to. I'm having my own little happiness Friday. I'm having some friends over for a small dinner get together. So you've got to celebrate the small moments and the big ones. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I think. Uh, oh, I think. I think James. Um, I think James actually just sent me a, a text and he said, um, which I think is awesome, he said he can hear you. So today everything's working. Absolutely. Everything is good in the world, my friend. Uh, James says he has a potential topic. Time and energy is everyone's most valuable resource, avoiding distractions, maintaining focus, stretching. Um, uh, I have a recent story about a leader that's relevant if you want me to come on over the next 15 minutes or so. Um, and... Um, but the topic is time and energy is everyone's most valuable resource. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely true. And, um, you know, one of the things James and I are both now, we both have the uh, pleasure of being uh, EOS implementers. Um, but one of the, the strange things about EOS is they say it's a system for harnessing human energy. Um, and, and I kind of love that idea. I love the idea of... Because it actually gets into this. We always say, we say, what is the most scarcest commodity? What is the most precious resources? It's not money. I mean, we're all getting to this point where we say, like, you know, can money buy happiness? No, but happiness can buy money. You know, so we kind of take money out of it this whole time. And we say, what is the, re what is the real precious and the scarce resource? And we all kind of get, we all say, we get it. It's people. It's time. Time is limited. You can't go back in time. You can't change time. But we don't really act that way. That's the difference, right? If we really did, and, and I say this um, in the book throughout, live every day like it is your only day. Live every day like it is your first day. Live every day like it is your best day. Live every day like it's your last day. And, uh, and I quote this saying that I once heard when I was 17, which is, uh, um, you know, you, you, should, you should live every day as if it's your last day because one day it surely will be. Um, and, um, and so, you know, the other thing is energy. So energy is interesting, right? Because with energy, um, it can deplete, um, and it can replenish. Um, and so it's, it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a scarce resource, you know, one in danger of running out. But it is precious, I guess is the best way to say that. Energy is precious. It may not be scarce, or it is scarce for some people. But if you can actually create an environment where it is, um, you know, I mean, we can never determine that it is always fully replenished and abundant. But if it can regenerate in a healthy, um, in a productive, in a, in a, in a functional manner, that's kind of what we're striving, and and so, in so many respects, we always should we should ask the question: Is what gives us pleasure? What gives us energy? What what feeds our life force? You know, just like just when we go to bed at night, um, and it takes the brain seven to eight hours to regenerate and replenish, and all these, you know, uh, this th that I heard from uh, the Doctor Swart, all these fluids, these jets that come on at night. Um, and I, and I, is it cortisol or it's, it, it's something, but it's just like, like there's this fluid that is washing over our brain and it takes seven to eight, uh, hours for us to, re for, for this brain to replenish, you know, and it is, you know, these fluids that wash and clean the brain, um, they, they also clean a certain toxin that has been, I don't know if, if, if toxin is the right word, but there's the presence of something that gets cleaned and washed away that has been present or found to be present in uh, dementia. Um, so there's, you know, this idea of creating environment, whether it's sleep, whether it's meditation, whether it's just being with a loved one, you know, whether it's flying a kite, laughing or dancing, 
that allows us to feed and replenish um, our life force. You know, and so when we kind of take that, and might sound a little woo-woo to some people, but what does that look like? What does that live like? What does that live? How does that live in the boardroom? How does that live in a company? Can a company, you know, really get into this place where where energy is protected and revered and respected and honored? Um, and and we realize that we are in the energy game. And the reality is, and I think we all get this is that we can feed each other's energy and we can drain each other's energy and we can suck the living life out of people you know through whether it's limiting mindset or or negativity or pessimism or politics it's absolutely it's absolutely a fact you know again it's this idea that says when you surround yourselves with people that feed uh, and reinforce and collaborate it can only drive um, the kind of energy that can lead to productivity, that can lead um, to uh, creativity, to innovation, etc. Um, so I'll kind of pause there for a second. Um, I know that Praxim, uh, you're on stage and Chris, you're on stage. Feel free to tap in and tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, thank you. Um, this reminds me of a book I've read and should reread called Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. Um, but fundamentally, it's not the exclusive book for this subject, but you're right on point. Like Dan in his book talks about similar things, which is do the things you're best at when you're not great at something, get those things offloaded to the people that are the best at them. Kind of like your Mercedes example, you've got people for finance, you've got people for HR, um, if you know, no matter where you are in the organization, there's going to be somebody uh, who you should be offloading that work onto, so you can be more efficient with the time that you do have. And and I, and I will add something, which is, um, and just also, uh, James has moved over to to Discord. Peggy's here. Hello, Peggy. Haven't seen you for a while. Uh, Tim Lynch is here. Um, I, I like um, uh, I like the ability to for people to move around a little bit. Um, I've also got a little clip to play you in maybe in 10 or 15 minutes. We'll see where the conversation goes uh, from this week's guest on the show, which is Jay Akunzo. Uh, amazing conversation I had um, with him. You know, one of the things I said with respect to, to EOS is that um, it's kind of like a time machine um, because it gives you back what has been taken away from you, what has been, you know, robbed from you and that is time you know peace of mind time with your loved ones obviously we can never go back in time but conceptually we can but but what we certainly can do is to be able to get something you know that has been taken away and that is more time time to think time to love time to care you know time um to to time time for perspective so i love that um, uh, Chris, you're on stage. Um, if, if, uh, yeah, listen, anyone can come up. Um, I'll, uh, I'll invite everyone up in the, in the audience in discord. And certainly if you're, um, on LinkedIn and you want to just remember for those of you that are, um, new to the collective cafe, this is how it works. Um, I do the heavy lifting. I do all the talking. Um, you know, I, I do all the talking, um, so that you don't, uh, need to, so that you can, you know, be getting ready, um, you know, commuting, getting the kids ready for school, walking the dog, being on the treadmill. Um, this is my outlet. This is my release. This is my service to to community. And then we put it up. Um, we put it up on Discord. Uh, I mean, on Discord, we put it up as a podcast. So you can go to bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. And there's a there's a over a hundred. I mean, a hundred and 35, 140 episodes with show notes. Um, and uh, Or you can come and listen live and connect with one another. We've got a cafe chat in Discord. So discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. On, on Monday, we, we, talk, we say it's manifesting motivational Mondays, Tuesdays, thought leadership Tuesday, Wednesdays, wellness Wednesday, Thursday, live book reads. And Friday, we do this no agenda. And... Um, you know, I, I have two real, I have three visions or three points of vision. You know, one is 
I want to grow this. I want there to be thousands of people that come in the morning and like a coffee shop, they come in, they, 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 they maybe pop in for a few minutes, they leave. Um, I want this to be a place where people feel it's a safe space, a space that will feed their life force, their energy, help them, you know, give them a boost uh, in the morning. But number two, you know, number two is I believe every company should do this and, and will do this that every company in this new hybrid reality, this new normal, uh, with so many people working from home, with so many people commuting anyway, with people in different offices, that the best way to start the day is with an audio first, not video, but audio first um, you know, piece of programming that is that is not not just chaotic, you know, not just, hey, what's going on? Like I mean, uh, like so many rooms in Clubhouse are just they just it's drivel it's people that are talking for the sake of talking that have that don't even know what to be talking about but they're just doing it because they can i'm talking about having a host having a moderator having an agenda of some sort uh, except you know i mean we have an agenda on friday it's called no agenda um and we've never had a problem where we run out of things to say um because when people feel comfortable to talk they talk um and so it's a very different vibe the third piece of vision is that this can continue without me. Um, and so I am not the central person. I'm not the star of the show at all. So, for example, next week, you know, I'm, I'm at a conference and the following week to week and a half, I'm in South Africa. So, you know, I may not show up at all for an entire week. Um, but I know Praxim will. I know Bez will uh, in the audience. I know Tim Lynch will. Um, and, you know, and hopefully you'll all feel comfortable to come on stage and talk. Uh, there's Michael Donnelly. Yeah, I'll be down in Orlando with Michael uh, next week. So if I can, between eight and nine, I'll pop into the, the cafe. But the whole, the, this is the essence, right? This is even the essence of what brands, it's being able to create something. I mean, this is the essence of, essence of parenting, that you, can, you do so much and then at some point you have to let go. You know, the only reason, the only way to actually determine whether you've built something that is capable of, of, you know, growing and sustaining itself is for you to take a back seat. And so that is my vision. You know, my vision is that people say, hey, I got this one. You know, I got this one. I'll take Tuesday. I'll take Wednesday. I'll take Thursday. What it does is it also pushes you, gives you a little gentle nudge to be able to say, um, I'll prepare something or or there's something on my mind, or there's something I'd like to share um, as well. And so that's kind of where it takes it. But anyway, Chris, uh, welcome to the stage. Good morning, guys. I love this topic. I think I was probably guiltier than most of, of giving all of my time away and still never being able to get everything I needed to get done. And when I started my journey of personal growth and transformation, I think the very best thing I ever did for myself was start putting myself first and taking time for myself. And what that did for me was just allow me to slow down and start thinking about what was really important. You know, I used to work 70 hours a week and still not get everything done and and still felt like I wasn't making enough money and, and was always so negative about everything. And and now I try to focus on what's really important, like what was said earlier, you know. Um, the most important thing for me is to spend time with my eight-year-old son and spend time with my wife. And and if I can slow down and if I can put myself first and have myself with the mindset of what's really important to me, then somehow I seem to be more productive and I get more done. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that's involved in multiple income streams and all those things and one of the best things I started doing was when I get done with my consulting and my construction career during the day before I start life coaching I go home and take a 30 minute to an hour nap every day and totally what that does is allow me space to get all the crap from the day out of my brain recharge a little bit and get empty so that when I start talking to clients and helping them with their journey I'm not thinking about myself. All the crap of the day is gone and I can start fresh and I can start living a life of service and be there for them. So, and I try to teach them the same thing. 
You're making me think of a whole bunch of things that I think are super, super relevant. One is, um, in in no particular order, um, is the fact that you you talk about getting to empty. And I was thinking, like, Mm -hmm. that's actually what you need to do with a battery every now and then. You need Mm -hmm. to almost let the battery run out um, and then then recharge it. Because if you don't, you know, like, even think about our iPhones. I mean, it's like literally – I mean that's the that's the example is that if you leave your first of all if you leave your iPhone charging all the time it's actually bad for the battery um and also mm-hmm. and also if you you know if you don't ever let it drain to the point where it's completely zero um that's also mm-hmm. bad for the battery so so there there's there's that and I'll just throw that out there for a second the other thing is um and you, and you kind of alluded to it earlier. It's like sleep, for example. There is an optimal amount of sleep. Um, it is widely held that it's about seven hours. Um, it's about mm-hmm. seven to eight hours. And, and I was citing this Dr. Swart who actually explained that there's this process. Oh, my God, I just want to remember what it's called. Glymphat- that's, it's, it's not your lymphatic. It's your glymphatic nodes. That's what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's glymphatic. And, and so... And so um, there isn't, but if you have nine and ten and eleven and twelve, it is detrimental. So it's de- there's mm-hmm. definitely diminishing marginal utility, and it's the same with time, right? Which is too mm-hmm. much time uh, can be as detrimental as too little time. The question is what we do with our time that counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. I think for me, you know, it's it's a personal journey, right? Everybody's brain doesn't work the same way. Everybody's not going to find their comfort zone in the same spot. And, and especially as I started getting older, I found, you know, I wake up really early and I meditate and I work out before I go to work. So because of that, the stress and and the time spent just thinking so much about productivity and how do we change this and protocols and policies and and I get burned out in the middle of the day so the best thing for me to do was kind of like you said you know the 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 phone is on empty so I need to charge it for an hour and then then I can clear my mind enough to be there for my clients and and focus on their needs because you know as well as being a coach if if I'm all cluttered up with my stuff, then it's going to influence what I say to them and it's going to influence the way I try to help them. So the best thing for me to do is before I start doing that is to get myself in the right place and be in a positive mindset and totally be in a mindset of service to them instead of mm. cluttered up with my, all my own crap. Well, you know, we had this long conversation, I think it was uh, even yesterday, right at the end, I believe, about the commute. And, um, you know, and, and I was basically just saying, you know, like, for example, look, I hate, I, I think in general, the, I mean, don't even get me started about the commute. I had a, there's a brilliant quote actually from Erica Keswin, who was just on my show. Um, so pre-recorded with her. Um, I actually, I can tell you, I'll, I'll just share this with all of you. I've been uh, trying to put a schedule together towards, uh, you know, to the end of the year, so, for example, I can tell you Neil Conlon is next week, uh, then Matt Higgins, Jay Bear, Scott McCain, Alan Adamson, Jim Meskimen. Uh, Erica Keswin will be on December 6th. And uh, she wrote a book called The Retention Revolution. And uh, she said this brilliant quote. She said, um, I'm actually going to, I want to read it to you because uh, it's, it's just a, it, it's, it's a gold, Jerry, gold quote. She said, um, let me see, Uh, she said, yeah, Um, she spoke about this idea that companies need to design days worth the commute. So that's a designing days worth the commute. And we also spoke about this idea that companies need what's called back back to the return to the office strategy. But she's talking about a work experience that that is actually created or designed such that it is worth the commute. So the commute is shitty, right? The commute is nobody wants to be commuting two hours a day. But if you can create an experience that's worth the commute, well, that's a different, that's a different conversation. 
completely. And what I was saying is, look, when I take the, the train, the Metro North into the city, I cannot think of anything worse in the world than taking the train into the city, even one off. Uh, but in the morning, I'm super productive. I get on the train and it's about a 89 minute, uh, it's a long, it's long, uh, but it's about 80 minutes from Southport to Grand Central Station. But I work like a demon during that time because I'm a morning person. So I just open up the laptop and sometimes I'm listening to something, you know, on Clubhouse or whatever or a podcast. But most of the time I'm just working like a machine. But coming back at 5.30, 6.30, 7.30, my brain is fried. I can't even, I can't even uh, do email. So at this point, it's got to be just playing mindless games or 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 watching Netflix. Um, and I think the point is sometimes you've got to be honest with yourself and you've got to actually be kind to yourself to give yourself that time to goof off, you know, if you will. I actually write about that in the book now, permission to goof off. And, um, you know, this week I was just done. You know, an eight and a half hour coaching session on on. Uh, on Tuesday, an eight and a half hour coaching session on Wednesday, um, what we call the 90 minute meeting. So that's 90 minutes, but about 120 minutes all in on Thursday. And I just, I was fried. I just, I, I was in bed last night at eight. I just, I could have forced myself and pushed myself and beaten myself and beaten up on myself, um, but I just needed to recharge. And so that's what I did. So, Praxim, I know you're there. Let me take a moment as well if anyone um, wants to join us on stage, um, anyone wants uh, wants to keep adding to the conversation. This is a clip. So what I'd like to do now on Friday is just play you an extended clip um, from edited but extended from my guest, uh, Jay Akunzo was on my show. So this one is called Playing Favorites and um, take it away, Jay. And then we can discuss it afterwards. If you're a podcaster, what you have to acknowledge is there is a very short list of shows people enroll into their lives. And if you listen weekly, if you're a weekly podcast listener, the data shows 81% of that crowd only listens to 10 or fewer episodes per week. And 57%, yeah, I'm scared real. right now. And 57%, it's five or fewer. I mean, this is a, a vanishingly small number if you consider the number of shows out there. And so your competition set is not... I'm a marketer running a marketing expertise show. I'm competing with other similar shows. No, your competition is all shows, meaning every celebrity, every journalist, every author, personality from a TV show that now has or an actor that now has a show, everybody in your industry, all the topical areas that an audience could care about. Everyone is making these podcasts these days, right? So the tendency is I got to be bigger. I got to be the best because I got to compete with the bigger or the best. And I just fundamentally disagree. Like when your audience makes choices, they're not looking for anything objective or academic. Like they have more followers. They have more resources. They, uh, this is David. This is Goliath. I'll go with Goliath. Th that's not how people make choices. When people make choices, they play favorites. And so the real question is, are you one of them? You know, the phrase I like to give to my clients is don't be the best, be their favorite, which is nothing academic or objective. Like my favorite sports team is actually not the Yankees. It's the Knicks like 20 plus years of agony, right? Among the worst objective choices was my favorite. Your favorite shirt, your favorite restaurant, your favorite cuisine or city or animal. These are all tied to our identity. It's a very personal decision to say mm. something is my favorite. Because if I told you, um, let's see, my favorite, let's, oh, right there on my desk, I have these uh, sunflower seeds, my favorite snack, sunflower seeds. It's telling you something about me more than the thing. My favorite podcast, my favorite shirt, certainly. Not objectively or academically the biggest podcast or the best made shirt that exists or, or that I own. And so it's an irrational thing when a human makes a choice. You know, loving the Knicks doesn't sound like a rational choice, but to me it sounds like a human choice. And so we have to be aware of that. Like being their favorite is not be bigger, be the best. It's be their, their personal preferred pick for a specific purpose and that that was money 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 and i don't mean like literal money but like when people when people make choices they play favorites it just opens up a whole 
amazing conversation, right? Be big or be best. But more importantly, it's this idea of what does it take? What does it take to become someone's favorite? Like I know that there are people here today um, who would say that the Collective Cafe is their favorite. Not like there are other cafes to go to in the morning. There are no, I, I don't think there's any choice right now between eight and nine in the morning. Maybe there's a room in Clubhouse or something going on on Twitter. But for the most part, what Jay says as well is we're not actually competing. I mean, I'm not, you know, the, the competition for time is time by yourself, time with your loved ones, you know, time on Netflix. Um, that's the competitive set. The question is what does it take to become your favorite? You know, for one of you to say, you are my favorite, or this is my favorite, or this is one of my, or even one of my favorites. I really love that. I think, you know, brands, for example, could learn, people could learn so much because we we actually oversimplify. We kind of dumb it down. We say, we make decisions based on either logic or emotion, right? Functional benefit or emotional benefit. Yeah, white's whiter, bright's brighter. You have product marketing that says this is the superior product, the, the JD Power Award, right? And then you've got this, the emotional um, pitch, which has really been the failing, I would say, of advertising as we know it. The emotional pitches, I always say, you know, the, the birdies and the babies and the, pu- and, and, and the puppies, and it used to be the supermodels and the retouching and the Photoshop, right? The emotional heartstrings, but it's neither of those. Actually, it's, it's a combination, if anything, but it's what does it take for this to become your favorite? And it can be logical and it can be illogical. By the way, you know, illogical doesn't have to equal emotional, right? Sometimes it's just these things. I don't know why I just do. I just do. It just feels right. There's something really powerful with this idea of playing favorites. It speaks to me. It connects with me. Um, So I wanted to share that with you. You know, just again, Chris is on stage, Praxim's on stage. Um, You know, um, what do you think? What do you think about this concept of when people make choices, they play favorites? Don't make me go to my crickets. I will. I will. I think it's, I think it's a hundred percent correct. And I think the key to being somebody's favorite is, it's, can you hear me? Yeah, I was just, I just found my crickets. Um, I, I, I have two sound effects. I've got, I've got crickets. And then, uh, this is one of my favorite ones now, which is, uh, which is, let me find a few. It's, it's the Jeopardy one. So give you time to think and <laughs> but carry on. But no, like I was saying, I think the key to being someone's favorite is the impact that you have and then the memories that you get from something. That's how you become somebody's favorite. Um, and I know you probably do this as well, you know, with everything I do, with every interaction and interaction and connection that I have, I try to think about the impact that I'm going to have on somebody else with that connection. And like, he, you know, like the clip you showed it, you don't have to be the best. I've been a Dolphins fan my whole life and we haven't been to a Super Bowl in freaking 30 years, but I'm still not going to give up on the Dolphins because of the memories I have of my father taking me to Dolphins games when I was a kid. And that's the impact that that team has had on me, and they will forever be my favorite because of that. Yeah, you see, what you're doing is you're bringing so much more depth uh, and richness and layers. Um, and, And again, the backdrop is that what these big, you know, faceless corporations don't realize is they just think logic, emotion, rational, you know, they just think oh, like, you know, functional benefit, emotional benefit. What you're doing is you're, you're bringing in so much more context, memories, experiences, and impact, uh, the potential for impact or the ability to impact. 
Um, impact is something that is so um, uh, mis or not even understood when it comes to this idea of, uh, I would some, I sometimes refer to it as, you know, in my analogy, I call it PBEC, which is product, brand, experience, and community. But it's how it fits into your life, how it makes your life better. That is impact. And it's maybe not even your life. And when you add the C of community, it's how it makes the world better, how it makes community, how it makes everyone's life better. That is ultimately what we should be at least striving for or striving towards. Um, it seems so obvious now, but, you know, what's that old line, right? Marketing is common sense, but how many of us are, uh, have common sense? Um, so, yeah, I like that. I mean, I, I, I got to... I got to think about, I got to think about almost, it's almost a question. It's like a golden question. Like I should be able to say to each and every one of you, which is, you know, hey, Chris, what would it take to become your favorite? What would it, how can I, I mean, you, you it may not be a question you can even ask, right? Um, but it, but it could be this idea of like, what would, you know, like, that's what I've got to strive towards, you know? And, and I think it actually comes down to, you know, and I'm thinking out loud here, is respect for time. It's respect for time. It's reverence of time. You know, it, it, it's almost like a throwaway line. I use this a lot um, um, that, uh, you know, you hear the, uh, I wish I had like more like, like mic effects, but it's, it's, the, uh, it's the pilot that says, we uh, thank you for flying American Airlines today. We know you have a choice of airlines and we're, Super happy that you chose American. So, I mean, that's what it comes down to. We know you have a choice, right? We know you have a choice today. Um, and we're super, super grateful that you chose us. Or in my case, I'm really grateful that you chose me, that you chose to come and hang out with me. Otherwise, we've been really lonely here this morning, you know, whether it's on LinkedIn or, or in Discord, just talking to myself, um, even though I do enjoy my own company. So it's respect for time, I would say, um, is a big part of that. Um, that's how you become a favorite. It's, and it's not just respect for time, by the way. That's the first part of the formula, right? But then there's got to be some kind of memorable experience. Uh, Joe Pine on my show, right? This idea of um, time not well saved, but time well spent. So it's actually a, a qualifier of that time. It's respect for time, but it is now time that becomes well spent. So it isn't just, um, I didn't insult you, you know, I didn't do anything negative to you, but it's, it's, it's twofold. It's, it's, I didn't detract from, and you need both, and I added to. You have to have both. You got to kind of, what do they call it? You got you to have no negatives, no whammies, and you've got to have some kind of a positive. And that positive can be surprise, delight, um, you know, unexpected, um, learning something new, um, etc. I mean, there's no question um, that, that this whole conversation, by the way, and this is what I say, this conversation begins with James, you know, wisdom who mentioned something about energy, and then, you know, Dan, and then Dan, and then Praxim, you know, adding to it, and then Chris adding to it. And before you know it, we've got like this really rich conversation about time and respect and, you know, and impact and et cetera. But back to you, Praxim. You know, these are great comments. I wanted to introduce a little bit of uh, really the, the holistic view of this. So, you know, left brain thinking uh, stuff, you know, we're analytical, you know, I think of relationships sometimes as um, a zero sum game when they're a one to one, like when you're building a relationship with an individual, it's a zero sum game. If the other person isn't putting something in, sometimes you feel and don't have that respect and a reason to keep building the relationship. So you both have to put something in to get it to not uh, be lopsided. Uh, but when it's a one-to-many, think a leader or somebody being creative and creating a podcast, it's a one-to-many. 
And so sometimes those are referred to, you know, generically as win-win. I, I like to refer to that one as a positive sum game, right? One person puts uh, things into the world for a community, not for an individual, building an individual relationship. So it's almost of a slightly different. But these are very left-brain analytical type things. The part that makes the, the growth and the building of that relationship both both sides in in the zero sum and the uh, positive sum games of of relationship building is the right brain stuff the intuition the uh, imaginative the creative parts and tying them to you have you can't just do one side of the equation or you're seen as a phony uh, right so it ha- it has to be a very holistic engagement that was a little bit I was going to comment see what you guys think. Who wants to jump in? I agree with him 100%, right? I think I think when I'm searching for anything, the first thing that I think of is, is it genuine or not, right? It's one of the things that attracted me to your cafe was, you know, you were kind of no bullshit, straight about it, you know, and that's what attracted me. And I think that that's what's attract attracts most people in this world is authenticity you know um how are you your authentic self or are you trying to be somebody that you're really not or are you trying to be somebody to please someone else when i start a relationship with someone business or personal the first thing i look at is are they giving me what they really are I always love the uh, you know the, the the line I always use, which is you can't fake authenticity, and and it's actually funny because uh, uh, we've also had this very interesting little build on that with respect to AI, where we talk about authenticating authenticity that <laughs> we're going to need to be able to authenticate authenticity at some point because that's where things are going with deep faking, etc. But um, the best way to always determine this is just consistency, actually. It's just over enough time, um, it, is, it is quite clear. You know, if, if uh, behavior is an anomaly or not, it could be good, bad, or ugly. Um, and hopefully, we also get to the point when, when somebody does have a bad day, um, there is some grace um, and there is some... Um, you know, there is there is a little bit of, of kindness in terms of realizing we all mess up. Um, we all make mistakes, depending on what those mistakes are. Uh, just to let you know again, um, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go is where uh, I'll, I'll have this. Um, I think I have to do yesterday's one too. I'm a little behind, um, but I'm going to go ahead and get both of those podcasts up in the next hour or so. And uh, I'll probably be here on Monday, um, but but um, but I'll be a little sporadic. I might just be hanging out. Listen, it's Orlando, so if the weather's nice, I might be just sitting outside and uh, and and popping in. But um, if anyone wants to uh, take the wheel, if you're a barrister, if you have the barrister role, um, talk amongst yourselves, uh, and I won't even give you a topic. Um, otherwise, you know, while I'm in South Africa. I guess uh, 8 a.m. will be 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, and so um, and so as long as I'm around at 2, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll, I'll drop in, I'll pop in um, as well. And, and we'll just, you know, keep on. I mean, if you think about it, this idea of a virtual coffee shop, um, you know, you don't have to go to the coffee shop every day, right? I do because, you know, I kind of own the shop. <laughs> um, but, but. At some point, you know, maybe I'll bring in another owner or, uh, you know, or hire some people, delegate and elevate to their unique ability, which is a Dan Sullivan term. Um, so Bez and Tim and Rhonda and also, you know, Eric, uh, um, uh, Andres as well. I'm so glad I uh, see you've been sitting in the audience on LinkedIn. I'm glad you found us or we found you. Uh, it works both ways. Um, we've literally been doing this since, whew, I don't know, May of 2022, almost every single uh, weekday. And, 
you know, it is my real belief um, that every company should do this. I desperately want that to happen uh, because people are just not connected, you know, anymore. I mean, even going back to EOS, which is, you know, which is what I'm being coaching as well. One of the first things we start off by saying a few things, and, and this is in the, in the, in the teaching. So the first is there's a Kurt Godel quote that says, the philosopher that says, uh, you cannot understand a system and be a part of it at the same time. So it's just imperative if you're part of the leadership team in particular that you move from working in the business to working on the business. The more perspective and the ability to actually take yourself out, the more you can actually start to see you know, all the, the gremlins, the bugs, the kinks, um, you know, the warts and all. And, um, and so the ability to, to just kind of extract a little bit. But, but on the flip side, um, in the L10 meeting, which is, which is EOS's way of, of, of conducting meetings, the first thing you do is what's called a segue. So it is a segue from working into on the business. And you do that by doing what's called personal and professional good news. Sounds so silly, right? But like what's something going on in your life, a personal good news and professional good news? First of all, it actually doesn't come as easy as you think. There's some people going, oh, I, I don't know that I have any personal good news. I'm like, what? In an entire week, there's not one thing, not one thing that's good news. doesn't have to be like, you know, my kid got into, you know, an Ivy League school. It could just be like, you know, this morning I woke up, I was alive. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, w- there's got to be something in one week that is some good news happening in your life. And then, of course, professionally. And the reason why it's done is because there are people sit. listen, again, it happens at our own dining room tables. We're not really sure what's, like, we, we like, our, our kids, our, our, you know, kids, parents, spouse, you know, if you're not spending time with one another or dedicating or at least having a little bit of structure here, you might be like, oh, I had no idea. That's great. I had no idea that was going on in your life. That's, that's great. You know, whatever. And, and what it does is it just brings you a little bit closer um, together, just a little bit closer as well. So I believe that every company should be doing this. I, I'm, I can't tell you that it should be an hour every day or 30 minutes every day. I kind of like it being in the morning um, because it's hard in the middle of the day. It's hard after the day. So for me, it's like just started, you know. Eric, I'd be the happiest guy in the world if you just ended up starting and doing that for your for your company and just saying, hey, we're going to 50 minutes every day. We're going to just bring people together. Maybe we'll, we'll find a, a moderator inside the company. Maybe we'll bring someone from outside the company, have a guest speaker, um, but it's just this idea, you know, like um, just people connecting with one another. And, of course, they don't actually have to all be talking on stage. They can be listening um, but feeling like they're part of something bigger. Um, I don't know who came off mute. Was it you, Praxim? That was myself. Uh, I, why not both? I mean, I think there, there's these benefits for setting your mindset first thing in the day. And, you know, looking at Moga Dot and what is happiness thinking good things is a baseline of happiness, right? So these things are tied together, but I would challenge you to say, while there might be some structure in a business setting, you might not be able to do it all day long, but individually, you should be doing it all day long. You should be looking at all the good things that happen all day long because it will make you happier. Yeah. I mean, I I have to agree with you there. It's hard to disagree with you. Um, gratitude, journaling, everything. I mean, it's just, it's just the, the, um, I was busy with a client this week and, uh, and we just came up with a core value for them. So we, we do, um, our second session with them is called vision building day one. And, um, we called the core value life is short. What a beautiful way to describe a core value that you believe in as a company that how, what you believe, how you behave, um, the essence of your culture, um, because that tells you everything about how you, your attitude, your why, how you behave with your, with your employees, with your partners, your vendors, 
your customers um perspective prioritization yeah well listen everyone it is 8 59 it is friday october 20th uh i have my work cut out for me i mean i've got a lot of work i've got debriefs and a whole bunch of things to do but uh i will probably have this uh podcast up and running uh at bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go uh certainly if you want to share it around your office that would be awesome um, and uh, hopefully see you all Monday at 8 a.m. Um, Chris, Praxim, uh, Rhonda, Tim, Bez, Eric, thanks for being a part of it today, and uh, see you soon. Bye, everyone. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.